0: Today I sat down with Vance Lee. Vance is a digital nomad, an e-commerce seller, and has been in the game for quite some time now, having started in 2015. He's just changed his focus while running multiple brands to now helping brands launch using Kickstarter. Kickstarter is an incredible platform. And if you are a brand owner looking to launch or relaunch or create real brand value in an audience, then this is absolutely the episode for you. We dive deep into how to approach it, some of the tactics and strategies. And honestly, if you're not thinking about this as a way in which you can build brand, then you are kidding yourself. So I hope you get a lot out of this one. Welcome to Successful Scales, the show where I talk to world-class professionals on what it takes to scale successful businesses. I dive deep, asking questions to people who are running unicorn businesses, to raising funds, to buying businesses, mergers and acquisitions, IP and patent law, what is to manage performance management. I mean, the list goes on. The idea really is how do I create knowledge and learning for you guys listening in, and of course, myself, getting the floor with people who I, in many cases, would never dream to share a room with. Before we jump into the episode, I've got to give a special thank you to our sponsors. Firstly, over at Global Wide Advisors, a leading digital consumer products investment bank focused on optimizing the sales process. An incredible team, always happy to pick up the phone and educate you or anyone about the sales process and what you should really consider and can obviously help take you to market or even acquire businesses i ring them for just about everything these days us over at multiply me we are the end-to-end executive search and hr function into the philippines helping find better talent and onboarding them effectively and last but not least escala our management consultancy focused on process improvement where we help build better systems for your business that's all the ads you're going to get from me ladies and gentlemen The rest is all about learning. I hope you really enjoy and get as much out of these sessions as I do, sitting face-to-face with some of the world-renowned leaders in their respective fields, asking them the tough questions that they're not often asked. All right, Vance, welcome to an episode of Successful Scales, my friend. Thank you for having me. I'm
1: super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked as well. And like almost every single episode that I've ever recorded, we spoke way too long before actually hitting record, and dude, you just have such an interesting background. I mean, you're coming to me live from uh, not Bali right now. Uh, you are in Mexico. That's right. And you were telling me, and you were telling me a little bit what well, Bali was before that for a couple of years. But I'm not going to tell your story. I'm actually going to pass it over straight to you now. Let you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and then uh, and then I'll get into asking the questions because uh, I'm raring to go, my friend.
1: Already, let's uh, let's do it. Um, well, I I started in the startup world a, a while back, back in twenty, let's say back in twenty ten. Uh, back then, I had a tech startup. Um, I don't want to go into too much details about that, but I was in the tech startup world, and eventually, I moved to um, uh, the digital marketing world, where I had a video production agency. And uh, back in 2015, um, after I had a trip to Thailand, uh, I decided I really wanted to create a location-independent lifestyle where I could live and work from wherever. And that's really what led me to creating uh, an e-commerce business. So that's how I started Amazon FBA in 2015. So 2015 was the intro into uh, e- e-commerce for me, at least in the way that we think of e-commerce nowadays. And uh, that led me to uh, launching a handful of different types of brands with Amazon. Um, I, uh, back in 2015, I don't know if you remember in 2016, There's an issue, I mean, it's not an issue, it's just Amazon changed their terms of service and there's a huge, um, huge shift in what we could do and what we couldn't do, so back then, um, it was okay to have honest unadvised reviews. Uh, as of the middle of that twenty sixteen year, they they said, "Hey, you can't do this anymore." And I had a product that was um, that was in the pipeline, that was ready to co- ready to go. And I started panicking. I have no, I had no idea what to essentially what to do with this because a lot of money was invested into this product. Uh, we wanted to launch it in the way me and my business partner wanted to launch this in the way that we knew, and um, we couldn't launch it in that way anymore. So. Uh, that led me to exploring different options of hey, what about Shopify? Uh, and it led me to also hey, what about this thing called Kickstarter? I, I've I've supported this uh, different projects from Kickstarter. Um, uh, at, at some point in my uh, you know my in my in my path of being curious about products and. Um, what, is it possible to launch a product on Kickstarter? So that's what led me down the path of Kickstarter. My very first product uh, launch on Kickstarter ended up doing about um, close to 950000 so almost a million dollars. So that was my first uh, cold brew coffee maker on, on Kickstarter. And from there, I said, hey, there's something here. Maybe we can explore this option and see what we can do with this type of launch method. And that's kind of led me down the path of Kickstarter, um, launched a few products on Kickstarter, had a lot of friends in the industry that said, hey, you know." Can you help me with this? Like, we wanted to explore this as well, and that's kind of what led us down to exploring um, Kickstarter as a way to help people launch their um, products um, and grow their grow their brands that way. So we've raised since then about seven million in launches. Um, so these are these are e commerce launches. They're not um, e commerce results from after you've launched. Kickstarter is. Um, is the common misconception is Kickstarter is a platform that replaces something like Amazon or Shopify. Really, that's not the case. Um, we look at this as a Kickstarter is a way to, um, to, to, to launch before you start scaling into the platforms of your choice, giving you, giving you some advantages. So, um, that's what led me to where I am today, where, um, where I work with a lot of different Kickstarter campaigns and, uh, my brands are still active and we use Kickstarter, um, to launch our new products.
0: That's. Really, really incredible story and just uh, super interesting uh, in the decisions you made. And I think, you know, for every every sense of the word, you are a true entrepreneur continuing to, to pivot and make decisions based on, you know, the outcomes that have either been dealt your way uh, intentionally and unintentionally. Like when you were talking about, I don't know what the, t- you know, the term, the TOS change was in 2015, 16, um, that actually happened. But, you know, I know for a fact, so many sellers have been absolutely punished. Like we were launching a ton of our products using ManyChat workflows, and that was like even up until 2018. And then the rules changed, and Amazon caught wind of what people were doing, leveraging ManyChat, and all of a sudden, your great launch strategy uh, is no longer available, and all of a sudden you're you know you're sort of left to to think, shit, what am I going to do? You know, there's challenges that relate to Amazon and platform risk. And I can see you laughing there, mate, because uh, we've all been through it. We've all been through the things that uh, that we didn't expect to come our way. So, mate, I want to I take a step back um, and say, and it's funny, it's very timely. I mean, this will probably come out in, you know, two or three or four weeks from now. But I literally just wrote a post today on LinkedIn, just about sort of the the glorification of the hustle culture and the fact that you know, too many people are sitting there saying you should be working hundreds of out, you know, 168 hours a week and focus on your business and hustle harder and all that stuff. And it seems to me, and again, I'm making assumptions, so I'll pass it over to you in a second. But it feels like to me you made a very intentional decision when you did visit Thailand and you decided to live. You had a really eloquent way of saying it as well. I, you know, digital nomad, but you said you you had a different phrase, which you'll probably uh, correct me with in a second, but um. But you were very intentional about that. So before we jump into anything that relates to Kickstarter and the things that I know that the audience are going to get a tremendous bit of value around, you know, what, what, was, that, what was that trigger and, you know, what is your sort of life design look like right now? Uh, and does anything I just said resonate with you or am I just a, 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 an <laughs> insane person preaching the wrong you message
1: it. i think you nailed it um so the, the the phrase that i use is location independent lifestyle and uh it's just uh, for me it was just like i really liked the idea of traveling and i that that was my first travel experience where i got to see other people doing interesting things where I, the life that i imagined where i was going to work nine to five and just uh, build my build my build my you know my, my home in one one city just kind of it, it just blew my mind that this was a possibility and I just said hey you know what I, I want this so what do I have to do to be able to, to do this and at the time um, just e-commerce seemed like a really good option to jump into something that allowed me to run the business anywhere. And uh, that's just really what led me to to doing that. So it wasn't really, um, it wasn't anything very specific. It was just like this feeling of I wanted to do something that's going to allow me to run this business from anywhere or a business from anywhere. Uh, and that's what led to uh, this, that's what led to e-commerce. So, um...
0: And tell me, you know, we were talking a little bit about it before we hit record, but you know, I'm, I'm someone who's, I grew up in Australia. I lived in Los Angeles for about three years and I've been in Israel for five and a half now. Um, you know, you were saying you're not that kind of traveler anymore that will do two weeks here and two weeks there and a week here and all that stuff. And, you know, five, six months in Mexico, two years in Bali. And you're talking about potentially going to Spain right now. I mean, I think there's something really, um, special not the word. You don't get a real feel or a sense of the pulse of the environment and the culture at any real, you know, more than superficial level until you sort of spend two and three and four and five months and definitely two years. Like I think something magical happens after that sort of 12 to 18 month period where it's like, okay, I'm not living on adrenaline of the excitement of the city anymore. I'm like, I'm living it and I've got my habits and routines. So yeah, um, anyway, just really resonated with me that you, you know, you take a very conscious and considered uh, step into to really living, in the places and not just being, you know, a tourist for, for lack of a better term. I think you just nailed it. Um, I couldn't have said it better. (laughs) So, so let's, let's jump into it. So for those people that don't know, uh, about Kickstarter, can you, can you just give a little bit of background? I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's not, it's not the platform to sell on. It's, I mean, it's in the name, it's Kickstarter, right? So just, for anyone who isn't aware, because I'm sure a lot of e-commerce or Amazon sellers in particular, probably unaware that things like this are actually available to them. So let's walk through the, the Kickstarter ecosystem and, and what that is as a first step.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So Kickstarter, a lot of people have heard of it at some capacity. Maybe they even bought, bought a product on Kickstarter, but they don't really understand how it works or how it could be used for uh, as a way to really amplify their, their, their business. So uh, Kickstarter is a launch platform for better... Uh, for lack of a better word. So, um, you go to Kickstarter with a product idea that you want to launch, and the idea here is you say, hey, I I have this really cool um, coffee glass that I want to launch, and, I would love for your support. Uh, if you want to support me and um, in, in, in pledging for this product before it launches, then um, when we finally launch, you're going to, essentially they're pre-ordering. So you're essentially pre-ordering the product. When we finally launch and we, we manufacture this product, um, you're gonna be one of the first to get this product. So um, the way that this, to think about this is essentially people are pre-ordering your product in advance. You don't have to, um, like with the traditional e-commerce models, you don't have to order the inventory first. So with Kickstarter, you put out the campaign um, and that's equivalent to your Amazon product listing page or your Shopify, um, your Shopify product, product page. All the stuff that you'd put out to launch your regular, uh, regular product, you would create that in the form of your Kickstarter campaign page. And, um, well, once you put that out there, people can get an idea of what, what it is that you're launching and they can decide if they want to support. And what happens is at the end of this campaign, so it's a limited time campaign up to sixty days. We usually recommend thirty to forty-five days. So at the end of this period, um, Kickstarter gives you the money that you've collected from the customers that have decided to pre-order, and you get that within fifty days. So once you get that f- the funding there, you can place your manufacturing order. Um, so this is really interesting and very, uh, very unique because you don't have to order the inventory first. You get the money first, then you order the inventory. And then you fulfill once you receive the inventory. So it's very, it's almost like flipping the e-commerce model upside down in a way that's very, um, it's very beneficial for a lot of reasons, which I'm sure um, we can we can dive into a little bit more. But the whole idea is you're launching a pre-order uh, campaign, and you're able to get funds, and you're not only are able to get the funding, but you're able to start building an audience and building a community before you ever launch on any other platform. So um, think about how powerful it would be to have funds, have cash flow. And be able to use that as a as an amplifier before you decide to launch on Amazon or on your own store and Shopify.
0: But Vance, that seems too good to be true. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> um, actually while you were, while you were going, thanks for the thanks for helping educate people and you know I want to dig in a few more questions there. Um, I'm also acutely aware of the Kickstarter experience. I mean, we never even got to this in our pre-call, but um, A, this is a, a bag, the vinta bag that I Kickstarted uh, years ago. And I've probably kickstarted, I would say probably eight to 10 kickstarter projects myself. You know, I'm a huge believer in the creator environment. And if someone's going to go out on that limb and actually put in the work, um, then, hey, I'll support it. And guys, you can put investor on your LinkedIn profile. I'm just kidding. But essentially, maybe on your TikTok. Um, that's, that's what you're doing though, right? Is you are... You as a you as someone who is not the um, brand owner, just to use the e-commerce vernacular. You as someone who is an investor or kickstarting projects, you know, you're literally trusting in someone's ability to, you know, bring it to full term and actually see it out and have it shipped over to you. And I've had some, uh, I've had some not so great experiences. Actually, it's funny. I actually have still to this day for like the last three years. I don't know what happened, but. They keep asking me to put my credit card details in to actually charge it. So maybe you have some answers as to what went on there and why I never got my. Um, it's like the these these personalized um, these personalized little siphons that you could um, oxygen tanks. They were personalized oxygen tanks that give you like fifteen minutes of of air and you can fill them up. They have like the compressor. Anyway, I'm getting too derailed uh, on my own thoughts here. So anyway, um, you had some really great insights around Kickstarter and i think that for anyone who's out there and you know we're in the age right now where it's about building real brands uh it's not just about picking a product on aliexpress and alibaba and wherever else you're going you know you have to be really intentional about it and by the way i had a look at your new uh your new brand that you are kickstarting, i believe currently and that looks like a very very sick thing so we'll get into that in a second but um Outside of the financials, and you know, and obviously it's great for cash flow. It gives them, gives you a lot of opportunity. I mean, there's a fair bit of work that goes into running a successful Kickstarter campaign. It's not just this cool, like I've got a product idea, let's just like throw it up there and see if it sticks against the wall. Like the production quality of videos that I see, and and and, and the work that goes into the pre, uh, the pre-launch stuff is is pretty serious. So I'd love to understand like what does that journey look like if someone has a fantastic idea they have the maybe they have the relationships already with the manufacturer they know where they want to get to but you know they're talking about you know 50 100 hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in upfront investments where they're not really going to see that cash uh replenished for a 6 to 12 month period i mean what does the journey look like if we're talking about pre-kickstarter
1: well pre-kickstarter so this is a really good question because uh, what happens pre-Kickstarter is um, is almost identical to what it what it would take to launch that product if you didn't launch it on Kickstarter. So imagine you were going to go through this um, this process and you wanted to launch this product anyways. We're assuming that this product is something that you're ready to go forward with. So if you wanted to do this on Amazon or Kickstarter, the process would have been the same for product development. You would have had to go through finding your manufacturer, going through prototypes, sample making, all that type of stuff that's pretty standard to launching a product. You'd have to go through that anyway. So this isn't unique to Kickstarter or Amazon or Shopify or Walmart, wherever you want to launch. Same thing you have to do. So the thing that's a little bit different, which you've hinted at, is, um, is, is the aspect of investing in higher quality assets. The good thing to note is that when you launch on Amazon, you have to make your, you know, you have to make your photos, you have to make, uh, some people are arguing that you don't need to make videos nowadays. I completely disagree. I think you should be making videos, you should be making good quality videos, whether it's for ads or for your product listing page, you should be doing that and copy. So all these things that you need for, whether or not you're launching on Amazon or Shopify, um, you're going to need this for Kickstarter. But the only difference with Kickstarter is that you're going to be investing, like you mentioned, with higher quality assets. And I think this is the move towards building a, Building better brand building a better experience. So we're shifting towards this direction anyways and Using Kickstarter as almost an excuse to create better assets as I think one of the best ways to 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 amp up the quality of your brand. So you're not again You're not doing anything new here because if you want wanted to launch this product on Amazon you would be Creating these assets. Anyways, you're just gonna be creating higher quality assets. is what we highly recommend when we launch Kickstarter but the one thing that is different and which you hinted at earlier is that there's going to be a bit of work when it comes to creating an audience and creating a community because at the end of the day, um, I mean, people are doing this with Amazon launches in some capacity in different ways. I mean, we've, uh, they're kind of like these weird roundabout ways and they're, they're not really communities, but it's using things like rebate key and we're kind of like trying to uh, stimulate community without actually building a real community of people that want to support you when you launch. But the idea here with Kickstarter is we're going to be investing, at least with our approach, we like to really invest a lot of time and effort in building an audience and a community that care about your brand and the product that you're launching so that these are going to be eventually people that actually support not only your product launch, but maybe your product launch number two, or your brand when you decide to launch on Amazon after Kickstarter, um, or when you decide to launch accessory number one. Um, the the whole point here is that you want to create an opportunity where you are building an audience that care about what you do, and this is going to change the game for you in e-commerce. My my biggest issue when I was launching products on uh, on Amazon in my first few years of doing this was that it didn't make a difference that I was I was in the kitchenware category. It did, made no difference that I was launching my product two, product three, product four. People just didn't know or they didn't care. So it made no difference that uh, that I had successful products before. Uh, I just had to start over from scratch almost every single time. So uh, Kickstarter is going to allow you to do this if you put in the work to build that audience and that community in advance. So that's one of the things that you'll be focusing on um, when you're launching uh, a Kickstarter campaign is to build that audience, to build that community, which is going to give you long-term benefits as you go through and develop your brand and your product.
0: So, so guys, if you're reading between the lines and you're a marketplace seller, I mean, I mean what Vance is really talking about here is the fact that When you go through this journey and you give people exclusive access to a discounted rate as a first product and not like a a rebate team, um, God rest their soul. They're no longer uh, with us, but um, you know, because, because people are, you know, Amazon's wising up to what that means. And it's about just getting free product and not really um, delivering on, uh, you know, on the value around creating brand and community and everything that I really love that you're, you're starting to speak about because, marketplace sellers in particular really need to be thinking like this moving forward. And like you were saying, very, you know, very intelligently, it's about accessory two and three or products four and five. And it's all about when we talk about e-commerce and and true e-commerce, it's what does that repeat customer order look like in years two and three and four? And what's that percentage of reorder value? You know, a good e-commerce business in years three and four and five are looking like 20 and 30 and 40%. And you're building that audience and you're building that niche. So in your experience, given that, and also also want to highlight as well, I mean, $7 million, that's $7 million people that Vance has been able to help himself and his clients have people invest in before the product exists in market. So it's not like someone got their hands on a product, they touched it, they felt it, they understood it, they loved it and they bought more. That's literally $7 million of commitment to something that technically doesn't exist in real life which is a pretty a pretty incredible feat mate so so well done and and congratulations i guess to anyone that's worked with you to get to that point but can you just talk a little bit more about sort of what that process looks like you know let's say let's say i'm trying to bring a product to market right i want to bring a new revolutionary iphone case to market whatever and on the back of that i have all these accessory ideas or maybe i don't you know, what are the steps someone should take if they're going to launch on Kickstarter or working with you? Like you talked a little bit about higher value products because you're going to be able to invest more money because you're going to get that money up front. But, you know, what would the, what would be your advice in terms of the steps that people should be taking to get ready for, for a potential Kickstarter launch?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think it- the interesting thing is, if you're already in e-commerce, um, you already have an idea of what this is going to look like. Uh, this is not a this is not a completely revolutionary process that you've never seen before. It's just in a different. We're thinking about this launch in a different way that requires putting in a little bit of work in advance. So it's not anything that you would have you would have never considered before. If you've considered improving a product, you already understand this kind of like at least the product development portion of it. The only portion that's going to be a little bit different is uh, like we mentioned earlier the the community development portion. So uh, the first thing is if you're thinking about a product, we want to know what it is that you think that is going to allow this product to stand out. Because with Kickstarter, um, there's going to be an element of how can we how can we make this um, stand out, whether it's positioning, whether it's actually modifying the product a little bit. Um, it's we want, to, we want to understand how this product is going to stand out. And that's really, really usually one of the first steps that we go uh, through. And a lot of the Amazon sellers know how to do this because they do a lot of product research. They do a lot of uh, looking at reviews. They want to look at, hey, what can we do to improve this product and uh, and use this as a way to make this product stand out. So um, the process that you'd go through if you wanted to improve an existing private label product is going to be a, in a very similar way of thinking of how can we make this product better or how can we make this product stand out. So that's the first step. And uh, when we progress to this, most of it is going to be very similar to uh, a regular e-commerce launch when it comes to um, creating the assets, um, you know, all the stuff that it takes to bring that product to um, to the point where it's manufacturing ready. But like I mentioned earlier, and like we talked about a little bit already, um, the biggest thing that's going to be different in this process is we have to come up with a strategy on how we're going to start building this community and building this audience of people that really care about, you know, dog products or coffee or, uh you know, running shoes or travel bags or whatever it might be. And once we start having a, a, an approach of how we can build this audience, this is exactly what we need to be able to start building that, um, you know, building that community of people that care about us uh, when we when we move towards launching.
0: Yeah, great, great information, great insight. So, so my next sort of line of questioning is, you know, you have a bit of experience in this now, you know, you'd be a subject matter expert. I'd find it hard to believe that, people are spending a whole lot of time um, kickstarting projects like beyond their own. Um, And I don't know how many, I don't know if you would define yourself as an agency, but solutions that really help people understand how to approach it. Are there particular products or categories or things in your experience that work better from a launch perspective? And then on the other hand, are there specific brands that should be considering or, or, or types of products that should be considering this as the right way to launch? Or is this something where like anyone can do it? it doesn't matter what I'm selling. doesn't matter what the direction is. Anyone can do this.
1: I, I think, well, first of all, I, this is very helpful for new brands. Uh, we talked about this before we started recording. Um, new brands are going to find this very valuable because it minimizes risk, so you don't have to order the inventory first. And um, you if you don't have a lot of cash, this is going to allow you to get some cash. But we're finding, actually, that a lot of existing brands that are established are doing this also because, as you know, the e-commerce game is very, very, uh, you know, if you're not a big seller yet, you might think that once you get more successful, then cash flow is not an issue. You're not even thinking of cash flow. That was my mistake in my first two years of business. Um, what happened? Happens with these bigger brands is that cash flow becomes more of an issue, Uh, and the more that you scale, the more inventory costs, the more risky everything becomes. Actually, this type of pre-launch model allows you to get ahead of cash flow, so that even these bigger brands that are looking at, that that have funding to be able to launch products are using this as a way to um, to, to to improve their cash flow, but also to to, to do to, to start developing all the other benefits that we talked about, which is developing an audience and starting to build some sustainability by having a community to support them. So uh, this is for beginners. This is for uh, people with existing large brands. We've seen even really big brands, like consumer brands, that are launching on uh, on Kickstarter just as a way of um, uh, as a way of starting to build an audience that way so um, so this is really for everyone in terms of product category wise we've seen so many different examples of products be, be successful in almost every single category and the, the most interesting one I like to share about is one that we worked with um, which is a, a a Chinese chili hot sauce so if you can imagine this like chili hot sauce that you if you've gone to a grocery store and you look at the bottom of the aisle uh, it's like a two dollar item that's like Chinese hot sauce um, this girl was a she's she was a chef um, she was she had no idea she's never done e-commerce before she had no idea how to launch a product but she came to us and she Said, hey, you know, I want to launch this product, and we said, why not, why not consider launching on Kickstarter? And so, long story short, she launched on Kickstarter. Uh, she did really, really, really well. She raised about one hundred twenty thousand dollars on Kickstarter. But I always say that Kickstarter is not the main event. Kickstarter is this this uh, this, this precursor to what you're going to do after Kickstarter, which becomes the main event. So she took this result of launching uh, and raising one hundred twenty thousand dollars, but she built an audience and built a community of people that really cared about the way that she branded this hot sauce. She went on and scaled to Amazon. I think the last time we talked to her, she was doing two hundred and fifty thousand a month with hot sauce on Amazon. Her own website has, um, at this point, about 120,000 120, visitors a month. So this is like a this is literally hot sauce. This is not like a, an engaging blog or a website. This is people just love this brand and what she's been, been able to build. And she also took this. Um, she's and she was able to to take the results from that c- campaign and said, hey, um, I'm looking for some investment. And she got some strategic investors and said, hey, uh, I, I was able to raise $120,000 for this product before it existed. So people like this. What are you interested or Are you interested in offering something me, uh, like if you were to invest in this project? And she had strategic investors that was able to give her more funding. And then she scaled this also to uh, Costco, Walmart. And one of the most difficult ones was... Uh, uh, whole foods so she got her product into whole foods and wow so this is, it's crazy right like you can think about just the idea of being able to create some foundation for a brand that people care about and then you can take this and diversify this into a lot of different channels and be able to grow like crazy and have a she has a hundred thousand followers on uh, on instagram it's like ridiculous and it's it's crazy what you can do when you build an audience in a community that really care what you're doing and it doesn't have to be a revolutionary product. It just has to be something that people connect with your brand and they, they like what you're doing. And um, and this is a great example of that because it's a $2 product at the bottom of the grocery shelf that she's now selling for $15. And she's launched like new products every single quarter um, around this niche.
0: Wow, that is an incredible story and incredible journey to help really, you know, uh, get her start in, you know, in, in the space. I mean, that's just unbelievable to go from a two dollar bottle of hot sauce to kickstarting it and raising that much capital against it, so then leveraging that to both build the e-commerce footprint, get funding and investment from a strategic, and then moreover take it to Whole Foods, which is impossible to get into. I mean, Walmart, sure, people people are able to achieve, but but you know, Whole Foods you're already you're already a pretty serious player. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if, if that price point makes sense for a Costco. Because uh, then you've really, uh, you know, the economies of scale when you talk about Costco is just tremendous. So um, you've led me to a question, actually. Um, and I mentioned to you I've had a bit of experience uh, buying uh, on Kickstarter. I've also launched two or three things myself on Kickstarter. Um, one of the things that I was a part of was when I worked at a creative ad agency, we launched something called Fred, Fred Water. It was literally just this like metallic water bottle. Um, we looked to raise... $50,000 and we did $200,000 was was the target and they actually always had the intention um Tony Hawk was on the launch video and um, I don't know if you've seen flight of the concords but we had um we had one of the dudes from flight of the concords as like the main actor in this 2 minute video it was amazing um, helps if you're a creative ad agency in LA right um but my question in all of this to you is is there a specific target that people should be looking to launch at from a price point? You know, is it success to you hitting that goal? Are you trying to two and three exit? Are people should people be thinking, well, I just need to get to a $50,000 or $100,000 product run. So that's all the money I'm going to take, like, what helps decide how much you should look to raise? and And how important is that? Obviously, to hit the goal, if you don't Guys, if you don't actually hit your goal, you don't get funded. So you have to hit that goal as I understand it. Um, But yeah, what are some of the strategies that people should be considering when they look to launch?
1: Sure, yeah, so that's a great question. And I uh, I think this is gonna be depending on your own personal goals. So if you need to raise enough, if you wanna raise enough to put in your first manufacturing production order, and have a little bit of extra cash for whatever it is that you need to operate the business, maybe that should be your goal. Uh, if you're actually looking to say, hey, you know, I want to, um, I, it doesn't matter. I don't need this cash. Um, I, I actually have cash already. My goal is to build up a massive audience um, so I can set my goal to be a little bit lower. And it doesn't matter what, like I would have put that money down for inventory anyways. I would have put that $50,000 down for inventory anyways. Uh, the fact that I raised twenty thirty thousand, 30,000, this actually helps my situation. And I would have been, I, I'm better off than I would if I hadn't done this." So in that case, you might set a lower goal and um, you you might price things accordingly, either as a lower price, you're not aiming to be as aggressive when it comes to profitability for the individual uh, items that you're selling on the campaign. Um, But your goal here is to get as many uh, customers as possible, uh, new customers, and you you build an audience that way. So there's lots of different goals that you can have, but the idea is when it comes to setting your funding goal, um, we generally recommend keeping it pretty low. Generally within the range of 10000 to 30000 you want to hit your funding goal within the first 24 to 48 hours because that's what allows you to kind of get the boost within the Kickstarter algorithm. So uh, really you want to hit your goal pretty quickly, but you want to consider what it is that you need to accomplish with that money. Uh, and if money is not an issue for you um, and you're really just there to build that audience, then you can consider optimizing your strategy to make it more appealing for people to purchase and, um, and uh, allowing yourself to be able to build that audience that way.
0: Mate, uh, amazing insights, amazing feedback. Um, I, there's no way I can go through this entire podcast and us not talk about what you're currently kickstarting and what you are like, I don't know, 10 times north of what your targeted goal is in your revolutionary coffee cup. So, I mean, you're literally living and breathing and, practicing exactly what you preach here and I'm literally looking down at a high quality video as we sit here talking understanding that you know the proof is in the pudding here so mate tell, tell me a little bit about the I mean I'm curious to know I'm sure listeners are curious to know but a little bit about your current project and congratulations for having it already kick-started <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so this most recent launch was a um, a coffee glass. It's it sounds kind of woo woo actually. It's a coffee glass that enhances the taste and the smell, so it makes your coffee smell and taste better. So this sounds kind of ridiculous, but we actually got this idea from um, from the wine and whiskey world, where people are really into enjoying like the smells and the flavors of coffee or sorry wine, but also uh, whiskey, where they have they have the whiskey sniffers, where they swirl it and they kind of like smell it first. Um, so we we noticed that this didn't exist for coffee so we said okay why don't we make this for coffee but actually this idea really did come from our original community so we had our original campaign uh, the one that we launched prior to this people we asked people what what would they look for in a product so they were at, they're actually pushing us, hey, we want coffee glasses, we want something really interesting, and like coffee cups. So this is what actually triggered us to be able to move in this direction. So the other benefit in building an audience is that they can tell you what they want, and they can tell you, uh, hey, I want this product, I want to see this product, and that gives us an idea of what we can create that is going to be catered to our audience, and we know it's going to be successful because people are asking for it. And we actually involve them in the process of, hey, giving us feedback, and which designs do you like, and which, um, you know, which... um, you know, which which sizing makes the most sense and things like that. And that allowed us to actually make sure that when we were launching the product that it's going to be something that's effective. So uh, that product, we ended up raising 220 on Kickstarter, another 90000 on Indiegogo. So it ended up around three hundred and ten dollars or $315,000 um, uh, raised. And that was all pre-orders before we actually received the product to be able to fulfill. And uh, now this is doing really well because we actually found that um, this is something I never wanted to get into initially because a lot of us get into e-commerce because we want to deal with less people. <laughs> we want to just like have our business online and that's it. But we ended up actually having a lot of people contact us um, from uh, from like wholesale companies and distribution companies. So now uh, people found our Kickstarter campaign. And they say, Hey, I like this. I'm a coffee distributor in uh, Dubai or in Japan. And I want to distribute this um, to different, um, you know, different stores here. So we have about 17 countries where we have distributors in that are buying our product wholesale and they sell it to coffee shops or giftware stores and things like that in uh, in those countries. So I never wanted to get really get into this category because it involves de- dealing with more people. But it's now another revenue stream that uh, that we never really thought about when we were get, kind of getting into this. So that's another example of um, opportunities to, de- to diversify if you're able to kind of launch a product that does well
0: so many nuggets of wisdom in everything you've just shared Vance I mean you know you've literally again if you're not picking up what Vance is putting down let me just very clearly restate it he's built an audience on the back of the first Kickstarter for a product line or a brand essentially that is in line with what he's coming out he's come to that audience he's asked them the questions in giving their feedback so he's building a deeper level of commitment or or, or community a more close-knit community saying we will listen to you we will actually hear you out and we will make the product based on your interests what size do you like what shape what color texture whatever you know whatever the questions are that you're asking and so in what insane reality would someone in that audience who said I want this size I want this shape I want this color I want this experience it's been created for me you're going to not only purchase that product you're going to tell all of your friends about it and you're going to look to see it really grow so i mean again just a wealth of wisdom in the experience and you know I feel so sorry for you that you now have to deal with people and have a much more beautiful, uh less I mean, yes, more people to deal with, but ultimately less people, more products being purchased and distributed to a single person. So not the end of the world, mate. I think you'll be uh <laughs> I think you'll be all right with it. Mate. Managed, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You gotta just hire someone, mate. You gotta delegate that responsibility <laughs> to someone who really uh enjoys dealing with people and wholesalers. But Mate, congratulations. That's really incredible here. I know we're really coming up against the clock here. So, I mean, before before I let you go, um, and I wish we could just keep uh, going on and on because I feel like we're only scratching the surface now as to the power of what you can provide and, and Kickstarter and, and the opportunity for brand owners at any stage of their journey. I mean, if anyone was interested in launching on Kickstarter, needed some help, getting in touch with you, um, you know, I'd love to just, you know, hand it over to you and, and tell me a little bit about your services, anyone who want, might want to work with you, how would that look like and uh, yeah, uh, what's the best way to get in touch?
1: Cool. Yeah, thanks. And well, I think we, if you're up for it, we should definitely do a round two because like you said, we've just scratched the surface and I'd love to go deeper into seeing how we can explore some of these things that will help for your audience uh, consider like an interesting way to, to launch that most people have never thought about. So um, Absolutely. It, let me know and we can, we can make that happen. <laughs> Um, absolutely and so yeah in terms of working uh, if you're interested in the pre-order launch model um, there's uh, we have a bunch of free resources so if you go to our website live my you're able to to just just opt in get some free resources from us that gives you uh, an understanding of what the process looks like Um, it's a three-part video training series so you can get that all for free Um, if you're interested in um, in in, in kind of pursuing a product launch, and you're you have a product launch uh, kind of coming in the works already. Uh, we have a program that we call the Launch Accelerated Blueprint. and this is ex- this is pretty much uh, a system that we've created based on our our own launches, the the agency clients that we used to work with, in a way that you can kind of go through this on your own pace. And um, we're actually accepting a few more people that we're going to be um, inviting into our case study program. So if you're interested, um, check out LiveMyPlayground.com and. Um, Jump, jump into that, and just uh, put your email down, and we can we can get in touch. And we'll also um, we'll also be um, offering a few strategy sessions for people that are uncertain about their product idea. So if they're, you're like, hey, you know what I. I'm not sure if my product idea is a fit or this niche works. Um, we can have a quick call and um, the, the idea of, from this is by the end of the session, um, we'll be able to find out and, uh, and give you kind of an idea of if your product concept can work, uh, if it can it needs, has a little bit of room for improvement and we can kind of give you some ideas for that. Um, that's what we, uh, we offer absolutely free. Um, we'll have a few sessions available for, um, for the Successful Scales audience. Amazing. Well, mate, um, thanks
0: so much for for coming on. I'll put those things in the show notes and uh, mate, uh, awesome stuff. Thanks again. Thanks for having me, man.